I am your host, that dude named Dave. And as always, I have next to me, Jorge. How's it going, man? Doing great, Dave. How's everything? Hey, man. Can't call it. Can't call it. Can't call it. <laughs> All right. Back to the show. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Back to the show. <laughs> I'm being goofy here right now. As always, everybody, people, you can check us out here. Like <laughs> and subscribe. Box it now. Podcast. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this on routine. It's on the screen. Boxing Now podcast, click like and subscribe. YouTube, if you're not watching it, you know, here. Also on Spotify as well, if you only have the audio version. And I'm putting on the screen here. If you need to, or if you're already on there, download the Bar and Burner and Zingle app. We're on channel 250, as well as the audio version there as well in Canada. Shout out to our family out there giving us mad love. Bar and Burner and Zingo. Hey, that's where you can find us as well. Also for me as well, you can check us, check me out Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central Time on Jump Off Live YouTube. Jump Off Live's the show. How about you, Jorge? Sure. Uh, Twitch TV, live underscore dominoes. We have uh, shows uh, that run on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, casual dominoes uh, with uh, great players. Uh, Tuesdays try to be more competitive than Thursdays and Saturdays where we get a bigger roster, but they are more on the casual side want to have a good time but there's some competitive matches that we try to feature on the main on the main screen there so catches there tuesday thursday saturday 8 p.m good stuff good stuff here so let's get this show going here so uh real fast here uh let's talk about some personal stuff here a little bit of a set change minor oh minor set change looks like you've uh redecorated uh, redecorated back then redecorated again and put it back again and then i did it for a couple days yeah i'm saying it felt right yeah podcasts are hard man uh directing's hard um and then if you're ocd um i'm ocd it's it's a pain in the ass to go back and forth as many times as you did but i believe you there yeah if you're on spotify you can't see this but if you're watching this on youtube or on the on the zingo app like uh i've been going back and forth trying to get this show off the ground here and you know setting up it's one thing you usually get a mic turn your laptop on and get it going another thing we're like you have a vision so my vision is boxing and i hope you guys like it yeah you know red dungeon studios we're getting there yeah paint the town red that's the kind of feel that i get from it uh (laughs) big comic book fan so uh that theme is a it's a popular one paint the town red Mm -hmm. but let's get into it here now uh the top dog in boxing we've been talking about him a lot lately but since we've been doing this show he's been in the news lately uh, he has confirmed that he's going to fight three times in 2021, Jorge. Three times for the top dude in boxing? Uh, I'd say he's confirmed it. Whether COVID allows that to happen this year, True. I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't get in the way. Um, but it's all kidding aside, hoping, assuming that COVID is kind of out of the way this year, uh, it's going to be exciting for him to fight uh, three times. It's... Uh, the last time I think Canelo fought three times like that was uh, early parts in his career when he was on his way up, yeah. right? And in the last couple of years, he's been more or less uh, falling back towards the the Mayweather blueprint, uh, fight once, twice a year, fight in the days that you want to fight in May and September, and, uh, and, you know, and just take it easy for the rest of the year. Uh, so for him to say that he's going to fight three times this year uh, in 2021, um, I'd welcome it. It'd be nice to finally get a fighter of his caliber on the on the main stage three times in one year instead of having to wait for that one or two days out of the year where i might be against somebody that i don't know if i'm really interested in him fight that guy i mean i'll get it wrong we'll talk about the fighters in a fight this year i'm mm-hmm. um, not sure i'm too excited about all three of them maybe one or two of them that might be some intrigue 
but let's uh, let's start running down the the fight list he's got. Yeah, so let's just be honest here. The fights are all not going to be exciting. There's politics involved. So I respect him for doing a quick turnaround. He just fought in December, like we just talked a few episodes ago. Beat the crap out of Caleb Smith, mm. and so now he's coming right around in February. Now he's going to fight Avni Yildrum. Yildrum. Yes. Avni Yildrum. You did a pretty good job there. That was uh, that's, that's probably the best time I pronounced it since I brought him up before we started talking to dude i i have high high standards for you you did a good job Mm. in pre-meeting to get that better thank you thank you so he is the wbc mandatory so let everybody know he stepped aside took step aside money so that uh canelo could fight caleb smith and this is a fight that i see as more of a tuna fight he hasn't fought in close to over a year almost close to two years right now um i i have my notes wrong but i believe his last fight he actually lost you know, so it's one of those things where that, you know, he lost, he was, and then, you know, people lose. And then, you know, how the boxing rankings are, you lose. And somehow you keep moving up when you lose, you know, you, you, you know, lo- the longer you don't fight, that's actually good, you know, in the, in these sanctioning body exactly. rankings, you know, so he was able to chill for a second. Then he became, uh, they did a mandatory, but then Canelo jumped to 168 and he was like, Hey, I'll take a six figure paycheck to, to wait a few more months for this fight here, you know? So now he's on the docket uh wbc mandatory i see canelo probably stopping this guy in like nine rounds max honestly yeah i mean unless he fights a masterful game plan i I have to see the fighter so i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna say that i know a lot about this fighter um Mm -hmm. so i I probably i probably have to dig around to see if there's anything about him that would make me feel a certain way or not other than that i don't i don't see how canelo doesn't get through this fight without a knockout tko somewhere then again, who knows? I mean, if this kid's got a good chin, I mean, he's at one, he's at one sixty eight though. So you know, Canelo moving up. You know, I mean, he's not moving up, but he's been moving up. It's not like he's a natural one sixty eight or like I said, and a few episodes ago, he started off at one forty seven. So he's been constantly moving up. And so when you get to the bigger weight classes, sometimes your power can't translate to everybody. So it may go twelve rounds, but it could be a twelve round destruction, like he did with uh, Caleb, you know, Smith, Caleb yeah. Smith, and before that too, of Rocky Feldon. You know, if Rocky Feldon was a one hundred sixty pound, he probably would have stopped him. You know, same thing with Caleb Smith as well. So, you know, you get to the bigger weight classes. These guys are bigger, more sturdier, and they can take your power. So maybe I I, I look at it as a stoppage. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a 12-round destruction, 12-0, like I said, the last fight here, basically. Yeah. But he looks at him to the point where that it's February, and he's going to be ready by May. And so disregard that one. I shouldn't say disregard, but that's not the meat and potatoes fight. The, the May fight that he's looking at is Billy Joe Saunders. Yep. Billy Joe Saunders has the 168 belt at once WBO belt at 168. And that fight almost happened at 160. And it was supposed to happen last year, but COVID. And then those other times it was supposed to happen. But uh Billy Joe actually had uh, steroid issues. He did test positive, mm-hmm. but you know, the UK has some testing organizations and stuff fall through the cracks, and he just didn't fight. That was his suspension. He just didn't fight. He just chilled for a second and went to 168. Well, actually, if you think about Billy Joe Saunders, he's kind of Kind of chilling and chilling out there, even at 160. If we think about it, I mean, Billy mm-hmm. Joe Saunders is the name that's been out for a couple of years now. Back when 160 was a hot item, yeah. When Triple G was prior to Triple G even fighting Canelo at the time, so it was uh, there was some anticipation that Triple G and and and, uh, and Billy Joe would actually get in the ring. There was even some anticipation that Canelo and Billy G, Billy Joe would actually fight at 160. And yeah, it was and, close. And, and, and it was both, so close. They talks. They were like at the finish line. And it was, and it's in both cases. I think interesting enough, I think Billy Joe had I think had a title at 160 as well, and just kind yeah, of like WBL again. He held the WBL belt at one time there as well. He, it, it's kind of a he's he's a he's a, he's a character. Yes, he that, is. that that is. I don't know whether to take him seriously or not because this guy is, he can fight. 
he, he can fight from when I can see him fight, right. which is God okay. knows when he fights. But he, you know, but the fights that he should have been having the last is in the last mm-hmm. five years, four or five years between one sixty one sixty eight. The fact that he hasn't fought Triple G or Canelo at any point of those is it's kind of baffling. Well, timing and his own worst enemy. Like I said, um, he the best win when he beat up David Lemieux. Yeah. Like David Lemieux was set up to fight Canelo. You know, Oscar had it set up. You know, he he held the belt at 160. Uh, he had the IBF belt for a while, but he is a big 160 guy, David Lemieux. He never, at the end, he's haven't been able to make weight for a while. Like, but when David Lemieux fought Billy Joe Saunders, it was a beat down. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 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 cagey, he's a southpaw, he uses his jab effectively, he's a big guy, so he really gave him that work and so it would be a really really good fight for canelo um i just i just look at it that canelo's just still too strong but i think canelo just goes to the body and just just peppers him up and then it, it takes him to deep waters in the, in the in the second half of the fight the way i look at it but he will have some problem with his boxing skills being that he's southpaw and he uses distance well so and it's interesting you said about you know Caleb smith right right he didn't knock him out he heard him he beat the crap out of him but he didn't knock him out at all throughout the entire fight and, and and I think a lot of people need to understand why why that is with Canelo, right? So think about it this way, right? If you're a big junior middleweight, meaning that you might be walking around at 168, 170 pounds, but you're willing, you're able to lose the weight at ease to get to the 154 limit, the 160 limit. Um, if you're making the weight and then you rehydrate on fight night, say you're fighting a 160, you know, you're fighting a middleweight fight, and you're walking around weights at 175. And you were able to lose the 15 pounds to make the weight. You're rehydrating pretty close to the weight you were walking around with at the time. So, meaning you're old, not only you're able to take punches against a junior, against a regular middleweight, you're probably able to do more damage because you've rehydrated and added on some more weight. Now that he's basically fighting at a weight class that is natural to him, he's actually fighting against natural guys at 168. So his power, um, I'm not surprised it didn't. He didn't knock up Caleb Smith. I'm not surprised at all, and I, I and big sturdy I, I, guy, and I would, and I will say and this: he's going to 175 too. Now he just announced, like literally before we did this show, I forgot to tell you this: he's moving to 175 now. Caleb Smith, right? Yes. So, so basically, big guy who's so, draining himself down. Exactly. So think about this way, folks: when you think about Canelo, Canelo Alvarez, if he doesn't knock out anybody at 168, you should not be surprised at all. You're, he's going against guys that are legitimately fighting at the 168 weight class. When they rehydrate, they're rehydrating to his weight as well. Right, there's going to be no discrepancy. They're both probably walking around at 175. So when they both come to the ring, they are 168 and rehydrate back to their natural weight. Um, this should be, in other words, Canelo doesn't have that advantage that he used to have in the past against other junior middleweights and super middleweight and regular middleweights, where he would actually rehydrate higher than the weight than they actually came to rehydrate rehydrate with. So this. I think with Billy Joe Saunders, I think you're right. I think it's been an interesting fight. I don't think he knocks him out. No, I don't think so either. I, I think, but I think Billy Joe rounds. makes. I think it goes 12 rounds, but I think Billy Joe could make it an interesting fight. I, I, he's got some power to him. He's, in other words, he's got power that he's knocked out super middleweights at 168. I don't know if Canelo Canelo hasn't proven that yet. That's not saying that Canelo won't win the fight. I'm just saying if I had to pick one or the other to knock out somebody, I'm gonna go with the guy that I've seen before do it. But I don't think he happens. I don't yeah. think it happened. I think Canelo wins this fight. Yeah, I think it, it's the same blueprint. Canelo's going to the body, going to just wear down your core, and then when he gets to the deep waters again, you know, 
you're going to be forced to try to headhunt Canelo because you're going to it'd be a tied fight by sixth, seventh round, but then he wears you out. So you're trying to go for the knockout. And then at that point, then it's a wrap. Billy, Billy Joe needs to have a good game plan. That's all. He just needs to, if he has a good game plan, a good solid, uh, solid uh, you know, training camp where conditioning is great and they've got a solid game plan that might alter the way he currently fights right now, right? I mean, everybody's kind of built in their way, you know, they fight in their way. But if you're not willing to make adjustments at this point in your career, you're not looking to win a fight anymore. You're just basically looking for the paycheck. And, you, and you're stubborn in your ways, in your way of thinking, if you're thinking that the way you fight is going to work. Sometimes you need to make those adjustments. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I mean, and as a fight fan, I'm hoping for a challenge. I want Canelo to be challenged. To me, if you're at that weight class, I want you to be challenged. You know, you, you've knocked out guys that you were expecting to knock out or at least provide some problems because you were coming in heavier. Now you're at guy, fighting guys that are definitely beating you at the at the fight with the same weight. So you know, I I, I expect you know different a different challenge, and I want to see someone give him a good challenge. So yeah. Billy Joe's a good a good watch a good fight to watch. I'll I'll definitely be watching that fight. Definitely yeah. a fight to look yeah. at. Yeah, and then the plan is uh, Cinco de Mayo because um, it's not official, but they're saying that Cano signed a two fight deal. So um, Avina is with uh, Eddie Hearn as well as uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Sure. So it just makes sense for him to stay on the zone right now because, you know, the last five in December was on the zone because he had all the drama of Oscar. So he's like, okay, they're going to cut me a check. I get to do this here. Cool. Let's not, let's, let's try to get some sort of stability again for all the crap that happened. Mm-hmm. Then of course, you know, eh, they're going to cut the check here. Let's get this man's out the way. Boom. Billy Joe Saunders. Boom. Then, September Mexican Independence Weekend. That's the weekends that you know those two main dates that he gets. So what is planned is uh Caleb Plant, IBF champion. So Caleb PBC so, banner. So, yep. So Caleb Plant's an interesting fighter. Uh he's doesn't have that many knockouts. So he's got 12, 25, 25, 12 knockouts. Usually in my book, if you're a potential knockout fighter, you're usually at the 90% clip. Right, so I mean, I would have expected maybe 17 knockouts, and I might have been like, okay, this guy might might do some damage in this fight. He doesn't, so I I see him as probably a guy a fight that goes 12 rounds again, uh, another super middleweight. I don't see the fight uh, going, you know, getting knocked out early. I see the fight going all 12 rounds. Caleb Plant's got a fight with uh, I believe Trow in June January 30th. So you guys will eventually we'll see him mm-hmm. and get a taste of what he is. Yeah, he's fighting Plant versus Trow. That'll be on January 30 uh at super middleweight. So former title holders, current title holders, former title holders, uh I would say you'll get your first taste of that fight. I think if Plant wins that fight, then it will be Plant and Canelo in September. Um and like I said, I, I I'll I'll watch Caleb Plant. I've seen him before. I'm going to see him again in Jan uh, at the end of this month. And my gut says he probably wins this fight, but I don't see him winning the Canelo fight either. Just doesn't have the knockout power, and then it'd be a battle of styles. And and if he's willing to make adjustments, like I've mentioned about Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb's just a good, solid fighter. Nothing yeah. special about him. He's he he's been old faithful on the menu. You know, like if you like fettuccine Alfredo, you know, you just can't go wrong with it. I guess everybody it could be bland, but you still can get the job done. He he's kind of like that. You know. Nothing special. Does I think he has like like twelve knockouts? Twelve knockouts in yeah, twenty fights. Know, I've seen him fight a few times as well. No one that makes me say I need to turn the TV on to watch Caleb Plant. You know, but um, good solid guy. I'd be up champ, but once again, it's just there's levels to the game right now. Canelo's here. Everybody's here right now. There is, I mean, when we look at one sixty eight, this is his most comfortable weight, and it looks like he's just gonna. You know, I I really commend him. 
he's going after all the belts. He got to get the mandatory out the way because that's politics. Otherwise, he loses the WBC belt. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight this guy in less than two months. Get him out the way. Then let's get back to my money weekends, May September. All right, WBO, IBF. And if he pulls it off, he gets all the he he will be the undisputed, you know, unified champion. And he's gonna campaign at 168. And with him not having a broadcast partner, he's going to be able to do his mandatories and be able to do what he wants until he feels like, I don't want to deal with these belts anymore. Exactly. And I don't see him going to 175 right now. You know, I mean, he he said 68 is him for right now. He might do 175 for a spot shot here. But I, I, I see him using this as, you know, making history. I think 168, he's going to campaign there, not just after the belt. I think he's going to be there for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, because there's nothing at 175. He already fought Kovalev at 175. That was the uh, the money-making fight that he wanted to make at 175, and that was the the, the last known name at 175. Right. At this point. He had name brand, but he wasn't name brand as far as fighting anymore. But he, he wasn't had name to take, brand, yeah. Put him on a resume. Get that belt. Exactly. So at this point, there's nothing at 175. Like, honestly, I think Canelo said, I'm going to 175 after winning all the belts. I dance partners are gonna be really crappy. They're gonna right. suck, and it's not gonna be. It's like it won't be a good like tail end of Canelo's career to mm-hmm. me. Right at one seventy five, I think one seventy five when he's older, the weight, you know, like he, you know, he starts eating a little bit better. He's maybe not as disciplined, you know. I just see him staying at one sixty eight because of one sixty as well. There's guys that's gonna be, you know, they're still there. There's meat at one sixty. One sixty is still hot right now, mm-hmm. you know, even though he left it. So there's guys he can make come up to one sixty eight. So it's one thing to be at one seventy five making guys come up two weight classes, you know. Like we talk about uh, uh, Jamal Charlo at one, you know, he's one sixty. You know, he easily can go up to one sixty eight. One seventy five. I, you know, when you make someone like that go two weight classes, they can do it, but I'm like, nah. But I, I, but he's comfortable at 168 Canelo. You can see the way he's he's physically fit now. His physique, his uh yeah, weight drain doesn't matter anymore. No. He doesn't worry about the losing too much weight. I I, I I I agree with him campaigning at 168 for not just this year, but the foreseeable future. I can probably see him doing it for the next two, three years until either 170 starts buttering up with some better talent. Or or just maybe some of the talent at 160 gets up to 168 and then starts beating him there. I, I God forbid, I guess I, I think I've mentioned it before, guys. I hate catch weights. I didn't like them back then. <laughs> I'm not gonna like them now. So I, I like But them. they're part of boxing, they've been around since forever. I I, I Sugar I, Ray Leonard used them. That's I, what we, we, he, he was notorious. If if you're he, if you're he the, won a belt, he won his he won the 168 and 175 belt at the same time because of catch weights. If you if you watch maybe the last 10 years of boxing, <laughs> uh, starting with Floyd, uh Manny was guilty of this as well, mm-hmm. and Canelo's doing the exact same thing. When you're the A side fighter on the money side of a fight, hey, then then basically using the catch weight to kind of use it to your advantage to next to, guy drain extra pound that he well either drain extra we either drain extra weight or annoyance you or, know it, it, it's gamesmanship it's it's that's honestly God the, folks there's a reason why these belts exist at these weight classes fight them at the damn weight class like I said I mean back then the the, the catch weights were there but they were far and few the last ten years they they happen way too often and mainly at the disadvantage of the other of the opponent right the a-side fighter whether it's to get you to lose weight to meet him at that weight or to gain weight to meet him up at that weight i would hate for jamal Charlo to actually go up to 168 if he's not ready for 168 right to me if you're if you're gonna fight Canelo at 168 campaign at 168 for a couple fights before you fight Canelo. but uh if you gotta fight him at a catch weight uh i, I think charlo's hurting himself and he's just looking for a paycheck and to me if you're charlo you're the heel Hell with that, man. Be the heel. Nah, know why? 
You can be the heel, but you gotta remember there's economics in here, baby. Uh, you gotta know who cut the check. Uh, you know he making money, but you know that bigger check is Canelo. Yeah, and I said, everybody and, falls in line. Like everybody fell in line with Floyd. Everybody fell in line with Manny. People fell in line with Roy at one time. Mike Tyson when he had Don King, and they was getting he was paying they were paying pennies. The same thing. The A side always they always fall in line, no matter how big the B side is. A, a side, unless the B side is a a in a a one. And A side and heavyweight is different. And I say the east side somewhere else and stuff, right? If you're if you're a fighter at 168 and you cleaned out 168 and you gotta force a guy at 160 who's competition to actually concede or give up and give you an advantage, you know, at that point it's not even boxing anymore. He's like, hey, we're just here to make a check and stuff. You don't hurt me that much, I don't hurt you that much, and uh we'll do part two. You know, I, I just like uh, you know, to me, you'll 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 you the casual fan would may, may or may not get it. I get it, and it mm-hmm. and it to me would piss me off. I, I understand your I'm I'm messing with you. I understand why you hate to catch weights. Like you have a weight class, and the guy wants to come in lower than that, but you have the maximum. You know, like let's use one sixty for example. He can come in at one fifty six. I'm coming at one sixty. I hear that. Yeah, you know, but you know what though? There's it's business and there's contracts, and if you really want that check, boy, these guys know how to make you want to go through. Yeah, to no, no exactly. It's like so to me, like so. Charles wants say, well, for example, Charles wants to come up to one sixty eight, right? And say he'll fight him for at one sixty eight, right? Canelo's gonna come in at one sixty eight. If Charlo's allowed to come in a little bit lower, 166, and that's good enough, I'm fine with that. That's that's not uncommon, right? I mean, they've seen. But he's a big guy, though, so I don't see him worried about 168 I, for him as an example. I, like him and his brother, like his brother's at 154, 160, but at the end of their career, I see them both at 175. Oh yeah, they're both. I, I see them both getting there. I see one getting there ahead of the other. I I hope, <laughs> in some ways, I kind of hope I, they probably. Remind me the Klitschko brothers at some point. Don't fight in the same division. Come on, bro. Don't, don't. They did for a minute, though. Yeah, a little cut, bit. Because they, they both were at 154, and they both had belts. And then uh, Jamal went to 160. You know, you know I, I like the fact that, yo, you get one division, I get the other division. Exactly. That I like because better. Because the Klitschkos were in heavyweight. So you had literally uh, uh, Vitaly, who had, you had the WBC, and uh, Vladimir had the other belts. And it was no fun because you're never going to see a unification. And, and, and honest to God, guys, I mean, I've watched those Klitschko brothers for a long time. Vitaly was a stronger guy. Oh, Vitaly, you, Vitaly, oh Vitaly, yeah. I, I, I love you. Like, Klitschko's respect y'all boxing game and stuff, but Tali's going to kick your ass. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. If they ever but Tali was a beast. If they ever fought, the older brother was going to beat the little but brother. But Tali was a beast. He was going to give him his there, there, there was a, 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 a super punch-out game that was on the Super Nintendo. It was like the, the sequel to Mike Tyson's punch-out. Uh-huh. The last two fighters were the Bruiser brothers. One Bruiser <laughs> lost to the other Bruiser, and that was it. Undefeated up top, the one lost at the bottom. <laughs> That's what the clips was worth. They were the uh-huh. Bruiser brothers, and Vitali was number one in my book. That guy was okay. a beast. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on the docket for Canelo, if we bring it back to him now, we're talking about him fighting three times this year. Sure. And there is a minor remote possibility he might get a fourth fight in December. Because one thing that we've noticed with Canelo is he tries to get a December fight in every year. Sometimes it's, you know, it could be an easier fight, but depending on the circumstances, he three is the number and um, he got to make up that money. Too. I mentioned that on um before we started recording, but he only fought once in 2020. Yep. He's about his paper. He don't have that 365 contract anymore. That 365 million. He only uh, did three fights in that deal. Ripped up. Only fought once last year. So him fighting four times this year, it would be remarkable. At the same time, though, when you look at it, it's like, yo, I missed out on some money. I need to get this money back. Yeah, he did that with all the fighters in 2020. I respect it though, because he's being it's not cherry picking as well. I'm going to the point like he's doing this and he's not cherry picking because you he has to do the February fight to keep his belt. So you can't say he's cherry picking. 
that's just politics. March, I mean, on May, I want to unify. May and September. Then December, they're talking about maybe Trouble G. And I, and I mentioned maybe the Jamal Charlo, or maybe it could be the bum of the week. Either way, though, if you see the top guy fight three or four times a year, boxer fans, we're happy. I'll That's take, what we I'll want. Take, I'll take that. Like I said, three, I thought it was a great number. Four, I'd be ambitious. Man. That would be ambitious. But I think it depends on how he comes out of that. The tune-up, the, 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 the first fight this year, I'm not worried about. Yeah. How he comes out of Billy Joe Saunders and Caleb Plant, right? I think if he fights all 12 rounds, I think he might rethink that December fight. If he comes out of those two fights knocking out guys, he might be feeling good about his weight and saying, you know what? I'm feeling good for that fourth fight. So I, so I, I think I think the fourth fight, I think he's right. I think it's speculative. I think he's going for it. But I think he's going to come out of that September fight and make a decision based on that. So mm-hmm. I think you won't hear anything about December for a while. Yeah, It'll be yeah. somewhere on the, at the end of the, the, that September but, fight. But he, they have put that out there, though. They are saying that there is a possibility, of course, injury. I don't see him getting injured against Caleb Plant. That's one of them. I mean, of course, it's fighting in boxing, anything can happen. Sure. But it's not one of those fights. It's not a, Billy Joe Saunders and uh, Caleb Plant are not war fights. So you're looking at injuries if you know if you break a bone, throwing a punch a certain way, miscellaneous things like Little that. Little muscle, yeah. something. Yep. But you're not worried about your brain, or you're not worried about neurological issues when you're fighting these guys here. You're just worried about just getting out of that fight. And so it's ambitious, but it'll be so freaking dope if he pulls it off, man. Hey, I mean, look. Man, come on, we, boxers don't have a schedule like the NBA. We see him put it out, you know, regular season, you know, preseason, regular season, playoffs. Same thing with hockey. Same thing with football boxing you get a scheduled fight and then they got to recover and then you got to wait to see the next dance party or the mandatories and then you got to figure out the location and then you can get a fight hopefully you know you know you see them every three or four months but the top guys twice a year four times let the, even if he just gets three just three that's boxing content for me to wash it down it's like yo the top guys fighting that many times here Give me that. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish the top guys would do that nowadays. It'll happen, I think, for Canelo. I mean, I, I, at the he's very, old school. He's at, throwback. At, well, at the very least, Tainted Meat will get him there. And, and like I say, he's throwback. He's knocking on 60 fights now. He's what, 30 now, 31? I'm sorry, I don't got his age right, but he's in his he's in his early 30s now, and he's in his prime. And the fact that he's got close to 60 fights and he still is talking about fighting three or four times, mm-hmm. that's, you know. And then maybe he does this this year, and then maybe next year he goes back to this May, September, and then the bum of the week in December. But sure. still, that'll be three times next year, though, because sure. he's used December as a date that normally most guys don't use that as a date, you know, in the past. So I'm all for it. I hope he does it, man. That, and, and then it, that opens up the landscape because he cleans out these belt holders who don't deserve belts, and then he's like, I'm the top <laughs> dog, and then come at me, baby. I got, I, I'm, I'm holding all the hardware. What do you want? 175? I'll go up there. And I just like the marketing aspect of it, you know, like, Here's the undisputed junior super middleweight champion. And then he's fighting this guy here. Or you got the undisputed against the light light heavyweight champion. I just like to see that. Just for me, just it's visual. Just because the fact that boxing is so much into the hardcore, it's hard to get outsiders to come in and watch regular fights. They come for the small fights. Yeah, I mean the big fights, the big ones, the pay-per-views. But when you can get guys like Canelo who can fight little guys or names that not like that. And then it generates interest in the sport when you fight more often and we can get more eyes and then we can get people, we get more fights then because there's more money in the sport. I'm just going to be honest. If more people watch the sport, that means more ratings. That means more pay-per-view buys. And that means more fights we see. Uh, they don't build them the way they built Julio Cesar Chavez. Senior. That, I mean, that, yeah. that, 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 that means he's an Iron Man in my book for a reason. Definitely one of my, one of my favorite fighters growing up. 
and and mainly because he fought at least i at least you know for for you might be fighting bums but i saw the man fight five six seven times a year i saw him fight a lot so i mean to me if you think about it when you're a young kid and you're watching a man fight 30 times between the age of like eight to like 12 i mean that's 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 a lot of fights that you saw from a man that you know you're that you're fighting a bum but that's how you know about the name because he fought so much yeah so i mean and like i said they, they don't build them the way they used to fighters don't think that way the way they used to um you know and to me it's a shame because that's that's kind of the way i grew up watching the, the sport and stuff so yeah so on that we're gonna end the canelo talk here that's sure. dope that he's doing that we'll see what happens like i say, this is january he's fighting next month that's his so we were just literally talking about the Caleb smith fight and he's gonna fight next month so that's that's really good so let's pivot because it's one of it's canelo's old boss we're gonna talk about now <laughs> oscar de la hoya oh boy it, I, I mean there's so many ways that we can go to Oscar right now, right? <laughs> I, I think Oscar by himself deserves a show when we're talking about the combination of his fighting career, his promotional career, and there's been a rise and fall on both ends of the spectrum there. Man. But let's 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 keep this one strictly yeah, to what yeah, what yeah. he's planning to do lately, right? Yeah. So if you, if you if you stick to what he's actually going through right now, the man's in training. Oscar De La Hoya, man, is I believe what. 47 i believe about 47 and he is training folks to get into the ring again and speculation that he's actually thrown out there is getting to the ring with triple g and canelo but there is a name that's come up and i actually wouldn't mind watching it again and i think he wouldn't mind getting in the ring with him either that would be floyd mayweather yeah yeah he's throwing a lot of names out here right so one thing let me uh preface to he hasn't started sparring yet he started working out to get the weight down yes you know so he you, you got to get the weight off first before anything can happen you know you're gonna hurt yourself trying to be a fat slob trying to hit you know so he's trying to get the weight off and let's break it down here like the floyd oh yeah that be, that's so freaking interesting <laughs> the first thing that came out was marcus medina that was the first yes yeah, so that's the one you brought up in the i meeting. brought yep. that before we started and he was all in for it because you know he he fought floyd twice in 2014 and he has not fought since. He exactly. he got them two Floyd checks, went back to Argentina. Argentina and, and had a blast. And he's gained about 70 pounds. He's eating that tainted meat down there, boy. He's eating steaks. And, oh, boy. He, He'll need tainted meat to lose the weight, oh too. Oh, my God. And then when his name came up, he lost about 40 pounds. Yeah, because yeah, he, <laughs> he knows Off there's the money rip. there. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and honestly, God, I think that fight will still have could happen. I just think uh, he still needs more team than me to lose that weight. But I but back to the Mayweather. So let me get to that. Sure. I'm, 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 I'm going to lead to that. Sure, I'm going to get ahead. to that. So Madonna came, and that was the first name, I guess, to get. You know how people leak stuff to see what people think. Sure. So Madonna came out, and then no one really talked about it, but everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, if he's in shape, he's going to maul him. So then next you know we heard um triple g yeah that came up right and that really came up because of the zone the, the whole we're gonna talk on another show the whole fiasco between canelo's contract and oscar and things of that nature and the zone wanted these big time shows and these fights so the triple g came up because of the zone elevating their platform and needed something so if they couldn't get canelo triple g and they heard oscar triple g was like yeah get your ass whipped and we'll take that fight too so that's how that came up because the zone was like we need the viewerships and you effed up this contract and just to add on to that that thought right so here's the here's my perspective on the triple g talk as well too i think can oscar is entertaining that thought for a couple of reasons from a fight perspective canelo i mean triple g hasn't knocked out anybody 
in a while now. I mean, either they're quitting the last fight, the guy quit on the on the t- on the chair, and before that, he didn't knock anybody out. So it's just, and then the Canelo fights, he didn't knock anybody out. So I'd say, if he hasn't knocked anybody about four or five fights, uh, for Oscar to kind of suggest Triple G, I think he's saying, okay, you know what? Maybe Triple G is not the same fighter he was a couple years ago. I might be able to take that punch now. That's dumb logic. He's it's dumb logic, play. but because he could, he, he last time he fought Manny Pacquiao gave him an ass whooping of a lifetime. Of course, of course, but I also I I also I think see that, what you're saying. But, that's but, the, that's the but only, you know what though, your logic is that's the cocaine talking. That might be the cocaine talking from Oscar's point of view. That might be some hype men telling him the same thing as well too. Mm. But at the same time, again, if you only read if you're talking Triple G, and the zone's kind of thinking the same thing too. And you and that you have to be looking at Triple G and saying, do I really want to get in this man? Triple G is like, I'll I take that tomorrow. Exactly. Triple G will take that today. He ain't got to train for that fight. Exactly. He'll be, the, I don't care. When you say knockouts, though, Jorge, that's knockouts against active freaking middleweights. Exactly. exactly. Middleweights. Oscar said that he would fight. He he feels he's going to fight at 154. Oscar, Oscar like I said, cooking's a hell of a drug. Yes. It and is. it definitely Very hampers much. your judgment and your thinking. And if he saw that sorting a few lines, I, I, I can see where he finds that logic. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. He's, he, it doesn't make sense. It shouldn't make sense, but I can see where that might make sense to him in the right line. Yeah, and DAZN might be pushing that as well because exactly. because of the, like I said, we're going to talk about that another time, the Canelo contract fiasco and how that just blew up in their face. And most, who knows what happens to DAZN if they make it out of this. They still have Canelo around, but that's that was a, that that's just bad how that just turned out all the way around. So Triple G's been mentioned, and then like what you said there, he he even mentioned no, it didn't go anywhere. He he mentioned you know there was Manny, but that that didn't go anywhere. No, literally, it, it shouldn't go. It anywhere. literally was like ah, but you know everybody just chucked it off like that, right? Then there was Conor McGregor that came up to you know Conor McGregor's been linked to Manny Pacquiao because of what Conor McGregor and the money made with Floyd Mayweather, and then what you mentioned now that we want to talk about here, which. I see very realistic. Now we're talking about this. Nothing is in stone. Floyd has not even commented on this. This mm-hmm. is just two friends talking about the cokehead Oscar De La Hoya mentioned some stuff that he may want to fight here. And then uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. When you look at it, he said he wants to fight at 154. Floyd fights at 154. He can now, make 154 now. Probably walks around at 154 he, comfortably. So he walks around like 162. And when he did the exhibition fights, you know, like you can tell he's not Floyd. You know, working out, Regin, but he's still super duper shaped, Floyd. And like those instincts, yeah. the reflex and reflex don't go anywhere. And he's got an exhibition fight in um in February against uh Jake Paul. Is it Jake or Logan? Logan Paul. Logan, yeah. Jake fought uh, Nate Robinson last mm-hmm. week, the month. But uh, yeah, he's fighting a guy that's like 190 pounds and six foot two. So Floyd out here fighting big dudes anyway. He don't care in exhibition fights. But we mentioned in the other fight, other uh, shows about exhibition fights. So I'm a, I want to get your take on it. I really think the fact that they're both the same weight, um, they had a fight that made a gang of money at the time, was the biggest pay-per-view of all time. Yep. Floyd is still relevant, not just in boxing, but in the world in general. The dude is, you know, whatever it is that you think about Floyd, he is still relevant to this day. He's a promoter. He's in, he, he's in boxing. He's, yeah. not, he's not out of the sport. He's, the he's re- in the sport. I mean, like, Tervante Davis is doing the work in the ring, but the reason why tanks tank because of Floyd exactly from, a, from the bigger standpoint, I'm talking about from the whole aspect, not just boxing. Yep. And you look at the fact that they both hate each other. They still can't stand each other to this day, Jorge. That's it'd be an interesting grudge match. I think there's plenty of money to, to, to me when there's a natural grudge between two ex fighters who had already fought in the ring and they compete each other against each other as a promotional promoters. Um, 
I think the I think the grudge sells itself. I the hype for that. You don't oh. even need much hype. The, 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 the. All you gotta do is replay 24-7 from the first fight in 2007. That's what made Floyd Mayweather Floyd. People, if we if we were go back, Floyd is not money until that fight with Oscar in 2007 yeah. when they did the 24-7 reality series where Floyd went complete heel. He the heel was starting, but that reality show put floyd where we see floyd today if that oscar fight doesn't happen we don't see floyd like that's he, I mean, that, that's he's, floyd mayweather heel on the map yeah right floyd there. is always going to be great he's going to be a hall of famer but floyd is floyd because of that moment with oscar yeah and and then be basically re, but i think this time he's not looking to be heel he's full blown i can't stand you and i, oh. uh, I and so so i i think the relationship is is two ways on that one i think they both dislike each other for uh, many reasons outside and inside the ring. Mm. So I think that fight is, of all the celebrity fights that it would be doable, I think that is the one that is probably going to draw blood. I don't know how it doesn't draw blood. I, <laughs> I here's what's going to happen here. This we here agree. If, uh, see if you agree with me on this one. This one's going to be a hundred dollar pay per view. It's a hundred dollar pay per view, and I'd watch it and I'd happily pay for it. I might even go. And travel with you to see it because I think you're gonna need security to pull them off each other. Yeah, that's gonna be at nine nine ninety five for the HD. You're not getting SD at eighty nine dollars. You're gonna pay ninety nine for it. Uh, and I really see Floyd wanting to stop him like he did Conor McGregor in the tenth round. Like let let me just recap here that real fast that Conor McGregor fight. He carried Conor McGregor that entire to, to, to make that fight. fight look appealing. He carried he made, him the entire fight. I agree with you on you that. If you know Floyd, if you watch Floyd for 49 fights, that not being his 50th fight, he did not use the Philly shell defense not one time. The shoulder to. roll defense. He came in as a traditional orthodox fighter and then just kind of just walked him down and just played the role. He didn't do anything, Floyd, and then walked him down and then finally said, okay, 10th round, let me end this here. I don't even see – I see him using the Philly show defense to embarrass Oscar for about five to seven rounds and then probably put him out by the 10th round. I really think he would try to embarrass Oscar because it won't be a third fight. Like you, the, you, you When may, this happens, it'll be it. You know, But I see him making a quick $100 million to embarrass him and talk about how he's a cokehead and how he you – know, as much as you want to talk about Floyd, one of Floyd's things is that he don't do drugs. Yeah, he doesn't I'm, drink Floyd's alcohol. Floyd's clean. Floyd's yeah. clean. So the moral, comp the, the moral compass of Floyd is other stuff. But the one thing he says that you can say anything one about me, but I do not destroy my body, what Oscar's done. And I think that he would want to put on an embarrassment of riches around him. I, I think it's probably the first time. I, I think he trained for the counterfight, but I didn't train the way he would normally train. I don't I think, think he trained. I think he would get up and train for this. I don't one. think he trained for Connor. I think, but I, I think, think for he Oscar, did, I he think would he just... did what he normally does until he had to get down to the weight of 154. Exactly. He, he, did, he did what he used to do just to make the weight, and I think from there he was going to fight. He was never in fear of Connor. I'm not saying he's in fear of Oscar, but I think to your It'd point... more respect, though. He so, It'll be a little bit more respect. It'll be a little bit more respect because he's actually fighting somebody who's a real fight, boxer. A real boxer, but he, and would he all, felt this power before. But he would also, to your point, because he wants to embarrass him, would get up and train for this fight, try to mm. get to some defensive routines, get back to some of the right hand leads, trying to get trying to get his speed back to the where it was before. Just just enough, right? If he if he can get to like 80% Floyd for what he was before, that's good enough. And I, that will make the fight. I think 70% Floyd. 
Yeah, sixty easily. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, this, and, oh this is, and this, I know this is just like the Oscar. Because but when Oscar you just, fought in two thousand eight. He, he fought exactly. Oscar Twelve fought years year, of ring rust. Twelve years of ring rust, and he has cocaine, cocaine alcohol, well. marital problems, just personal problems. You add all that stuff, and then you're just trying to work out now and then. As much as we want to talk about Floyd, he at least fought three years ago. And you know, like I said, his last real box was four years ago. So let's say his last real box of fight was four years ago against Andre Berto mm-hmm. in what was that, 2016, 2015, whatever, like that. Well, you could say four years to, to 12, 13 years. Hey, give me the guy who fought within, <laughs> within the last. And then he's been fighting, even though it's not real boxers. These exhibition fights, like that Japanese kid who was like 120 pounds, like he got a quick 20 million out of that one. I ain't mad at him. That's just kind of ridiculous how you beat the crap out of that little. I, kid. And I got some, I got some requirements for that fight with Mayweather and, and Oscar if they get in the ring again. I, you know, and, and all respect to stupid stuff of that though. I, I'm, I'm gonna watch somebody like Jim Ross from WWE. I want, I want oh, somebody no, to. Call, no, I, I wanted no. to get like, I want the Jerry the King it's Lawler. Be I want Jerry the King Lawler. I mean, I want no, some dramatics. No, I want some dramatics. I want some natural heels. Give me Bobby the Brain Heenan. I want some heels. So after the fight, you want to see Floyd get the chair out? Damn right. I want, I want some heels. Give, give me, give me the guys. Give me the heels. Give me some natural heel <laughs> announcers and stuff. And I want them to enjoy. I, no, because at the end of the day, bring Vince Man out. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Oh yes, I, I, I want it because to me, I think they, it's not even about trying to be the heel. I think they both like each other, naturally hate each other. So how is it you can't? They're gonna fight outside the ring. <laughs> Before this happened, Oscar was still taking shots at Floyd when there was no point even taking shots at Floyd. Like I'm not trying to be a Floyd apologist here. They both going at each other. But those times where I see Oscar take a shot at Floyd, I'm like, yo, where's the I, I didn't see this beef coming here. You, you you must be in your bag right now. You and your feelings yeah, to go and, and, and just start and start start talking stuff like Oscar will really He did just, a line and some feelings came out. He will literally just manufacture some feelings out of nowhere, out of left field. It's just so it's it's it, it, you no know, the word I was gonna say would be so offensive. I'm not gonna say it. I, I will say this then. Floyd Mayweather. Oscar De La Hoya for the hardcore title. Hell with the ring, hell with the ref. Hardcore title. Get the chairs. Get the, get the, we're going to get the 15 foot ladder in the middle of the ring. Oh, the, ladder match, baby. Ladder, ladder match, baby. Table. No, we need tables, ladders, and chairs. Give me that TLC. We're the Dudley boys. We're the Dudley boys hey, at the tables. I ain't talking about no TLC, no tender loving care. <laughs> I want the tables, ladders, and chairs. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they, they hate each other that much. That's how it should be. That, that as a fan, that's how it should be. Yeah. And I, I'd pay for that. I, probably, I might even pay 120. Wow. And, I go, and I'll go fly there to watch it. I want to see. It. I would go there, or I'll have the boxing party. You yeah. know me; I like to have boxing fight parties. Yeah, no, this would be like me wearing like my phone and a head cam, just kind of chasing guys around, and just kind of like. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's a great. It'd be great. I, I'd, I'd find it entertaining. Yeah. So you know what? Um, will ask. Do you think it will happen though? How about this? Look I think this. it will happen. I think it will happen. I, th- I think that one of, of the three guys that we've time I mentioned there, I think that's probably the most realistic one. And honestly, if I had to pick an order for Oscar, if Oscar is really training to fight, and you mentioned Mayweather, Triple G, and Canelo, and I think the Canelo is the least likely one nah, in my mind. I don't, I don't think Canelo is going to give him the time of day the way that contract. A- exactly, that, and that's for a different. It, it, yes, I just, I just want to state that I just think that there's so much animosity between them two right now. No matter how much money is to be made, I just don't think that Canelo right at this exact moment. Don't want Oscar to eat right now. Exactly, and so that's so that would say right now. Uh, but I would say Mayweather would because the money would be. There. Oh yeah, Mayweather's about the money. He he wants to eat and then embarrass you at the same exactly. time. Exactly. So, one. so yeah. to me, that's more realistic. I say Mayweather comes first, and then I think Triple G. I think he looks at that and says, "I want to eat too," and he'll make it happen. 
And then I think at some point, Canelo's going to say, I want to eat some too. And he'll get it there. So Canelo doesn't want to eat now, but he'll want to eat later. Let me do devil's advocate. What if Floyd looks at Oscar's go to boy promotion on the lifeline and says, you know what? If I give him this fight, it's going to save his promotional company. And as much as I can make $100 million, I can bankrupt his company. And then I just, we just take it all. Me and Al Hammond just take it all. I think De- that's, 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 that's the devil's advocate. The, I think that's the devil's advocate part, but I think I, – okay, so. But Floyd's about his money. I don't think he worries about that because he don't got that many fighters. I'm looking at it from the they hate each other so much and just like F the money. I want to see you burn because there's been situations where that Floyd and Oscar feel that way about each other. So that's just me playing devil's advocate saying, I want to see their company burn. And then when the company burns, maybe I'll fight you then, but you can't bring Golden Boy back. See, after now that. you sound like a WWE match right there because instead of the belt being up at the ladder right there, yeah. it's the contract. Say, you want my promotion? You want my company? Right there. I have it signed. It's at the top right there. Come get it. Hey, Come man. get it right there. Hey, that, that was advocated me, man, doing it. I'm sorry. So, I, so I, you know, I'll take it. I'll, I'll go with you on that one. I'll take it a step further, though. It's got to be a ladder match at the very top. Hardcore. Hell with the refs. Whoever comes out with that contract at the end owns a promotional company. Because you know what? You know, cause that, if that's going to be the case, I'll soon ask the same thing. Floyd, I need your contract up there, too. Oh, Babe, I need your company there, too. You get mine or I get yours. We'll put the pink slips up for sale. Come on. Pink slips are up. Let's do it. Pink slips are up. <laughs> I like it. But like we said, because of Tyson and Jones, and now we can always say we got Floyd fighting against the one of the Paul brothers, you know, and they're going to do that. And Oscar talking again. I think, and of course, now we're, you know, talks maybe Vander Holyfield, you know, um, Tyson 3. Tyson 3, yeah. We possibly. I think that um now it's 2021. We're going to see a little bit more of these going going on here now and i think floyd is gonna floyd and tyson's gonna lead the way because floyd is still ain't stopped fighting yet like i said he fought that young japanese dude that shouldn't have happened but he made a good bag he's fighting again in february we see tyson here now so we're gonna see these two lead the charge because floyd's about his money and tyson's like yo i got nothing to live for so besides smoking his weed exactly so i i'm i'm guess and I, that's where i'm all in favor if it's x fighters mm-hmm. bring it on guys that's that's look yeah, a guy like Foreman, you got like Hopkins fighting well into their late 40s. Just, you, you still have it. You still have it to some degree. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll I'll watch that, right? Especially if they're grudge matches like that one. That that's entertaining. I think of all the matches of that. I don't what would you what would you find to be more entertaining? Holyfield Tyson or De La Hoya Mayweather? Mm. See. I'd have to say Mayweather De La Hoya. That is that's See, a grudge, man. So, I don't know. So Tyson and Holyfield are gonna fight in the middle of the ring. Tyson, we, we saw what he did with Jones, right? So he's gonna come forward and he's gonna fight. And so we know Holyfield's gonna fight too. So we know there's gonna go at it for how long that's gonna last, yeah. right? If it goes to full and it becomes a draw. I the anticipation is would be more for me for uh Oscar and Floyd. Only because I would think that Floyd would, would throw that lead right by the fourth or fifth round. It is it would just be an embarrassment of him just talking to him. He said, You want Coke now? You want to talk about me now? Who can't read? Huh? I can read this contract. Hundred million, baby. I, I I literally could see something like that where he's just walking him down. Like I don't I, I think after a few rounds, he don't respect Oscar's power. And I would and this is probably the bad part of me of seeing Oscar want to beat the crap kick out of him again, first by Manny to put him in retirement, and then by Floyd to say, get the heck out and just start promoting fights. Who's in Oscar's corner? Who's training him? What do you think? Well, it ain't Floyd Sr. 
Well, obviously. Yeah, because they, you know, that ain't happening. So. No, but, but think about me. Who, who, who do you think would be in this corner? Nacho Bernstein's too old now, I think. I think the he only. He had him for a while. Um, I think he's just going to hire some. And he... Two names came to my mind. I, I think one likely more than the other, potentially. I, I mean, it's either Freddie Roach or Nazir Richardson. I was thinking Freddie. Uh, Nassim. Uh... I think Nassim has, has some time still. I think he can probably. No, no. He passed away. Right, shit. Yeah, you, you threw me off guard for a second. Wait, they, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, he just passed away a few months back. Damn, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he has. I some, lost track of that. Yeah, yeah. He he has some health issues, and um, I believe he had a stroke uh before all this happened, and he had serious health issues before the stroke as well. We never talked about it at all last year. Nah, we didn't. No, there was, there was a period of time where that you know we were out of pocket for a second, work 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 wise. But yeah, that. That 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 bothered me. I know Bernard Hopkins talked about it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, dude was a dope trainer, you know. But that that would be that would be entertaining to see, you know, a prime Nassim Richardson with Oscar in his corner. Kind of like how I look at that the same way, but in a more yeah, in a July more twenty fourth man. Yeah, I would see that more as a disciplined corner than Floyd Senior and Oscar. Because I was actually entertained with Oscar Senior. I mean, um, Floyd Senior and Oscar in the corner. Oh yeah, that was that, interesting. And, and Floyd Cena is a great trainer. Like Floyd is Junior's not here without his dad and his uncle. But remember though, his senior is the one that taught him the defensive style. It's it's uh Roger that made Floyd the offensive genius that he is too. The combination of both of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe Freddie Roach. I mean, I've seen him recently. He ain't looking that good. I mean, he's still training, but he ain't looking that good lately. I mean, the Parkinson's really taking over now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Zimmerman was the only one. I man, I, I apologize, folks. I I thought I I it, thought twenty twenty was... was such a year that we so much happened that a lot of things that we kind of you know like it, it it was a messed up year. We, we you know we you know especially this this past week and everything. So yeah, rest in peace, uh, Prince Nassim. Favorite line: swim without getting wet. When one, of my, told, one of my favorite trainers. One of when my he favorite told trainers Shane, when he told Shane that, come on, Shane, swim without getting wet. And I was like, when I, that's the first time I heard it, and I was like, that is such a dope line. I mean, well-respected trainer by yeah. all fighters. I mean, the Guy second too young, too. the side, the second Cotto Margarito fight. I mean, he was that though he was with Cotto. Cotto asked him to be there with him, and I, and I, was, I thought it was a great gesture to have him there. Watch the rapping. <laughs> on margarito just a, a second like like no 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 no. we caught you the first time i got i wanted this guy to catch you this time right, right. just that, like i know we kind of sidetracked for a second here but just just for him to catch that you know trainers you know they we don't give them enough credit for what they do there's so many months that they're with their fighters that we won't will only see when they're in the corner but what he did when Cotto, like when you catch the hand wraps especially with sugar shane mosley against margarito he had, looking out for his fighters, looking out for his fighters, and that to I, I to be in there plaster of Paris people. That I think we're when we get to our best of boxing series, when we talk about that fight as well, plaster of Paris is basically drywall people. He had patches of drywall that was wet, that was gonna that was hardening in his in his um wraps, so that by the time the fifth or sixth round came in, he literally would have had a wall at each hand punch in Shane Mosley. And he caught that, had him rewrapped, and history is different because Shane beat the crap out of him, and he got the Floyd fight after that. It was the first, it was one of the rare times that you had revisionist history where you actually had to look back 
at Coto Margarito one and say, mm-hmm. what the hell was going on there? Because that didn't make any sense. It's, it, you can even go back to even the second Daniel Santos Margarito fight. I mean, oh, man. Kermit Centron. I need to look at every fight before that. <laughs> oh, we're going back now. Kermit Centron. Oh, my God. His career was ruined. Yeah, he, I, I, I mean. Promising was, career. And I think it, I honestly think that, you know, his career was ruined by Margarito. Exactly. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because. He never recovered from that loss. He Paul recovered, Will, but never recovered. His stature was gone. I think some of the changes happened after Williams beat the crap out of Margarito. And the unanimous decision win. Yeah. That, and that's and, and that's basically the less you know for a tall fighter i mean that's 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 my model guy paul williams how are you supposed to fight as a tall guy fight like that guy mm-hmm. that guy yeah. threw a jab and he peppered six, you with six it. one welterweight god dang that to, <laughs> I, that was my most feared fighter of the division yeah i, I feared that guy 2010 when you saw him i was like god dang six one at 147 and can go to 154 160 six one that could throw 100 punches every round oh man he was the black margarito when i say that because you're tall and ranging you throw 100 punches around he made margarito look small yes yes he did and i see found those uh found the plaster pairs and changed history because he, i i've never had an argument of a co-worker Margarito should not be celebrated. He should be. I think we don't have the evidence. I wish we can just vacate all his law, all his wins because we don't know how. The thing is, when you get caught cheating, that ain't the first time. That ain't definitely the first time. And so, to it's me, it's just the fact the first time you got caught. So, so, so to me, the retribution was Cotto beating him and Manny retiring him. Yeah, that that, that was my retribution. I was I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. I did. I, you know, I, I hear what you were saying, but to me, that was plenty of retribution there. Cotto. Good enough. Manny finished the job. So on that note, there, man. Sorry I'm about the sidetrack. No, no, no. That's what happens. Yeah, we're talking. This is thing here with us. We're we're fight fans and we're friends in general. So there's so many fights that we've watched over the years, and then the fights that we talk about, we didn't watch together. So literally, certain fights will come together from new fights that we're talking about right now. Then how are we gonna get sidetracked here? So that's what's gonna happen, folks. We're gonna talk about old fights, and stuff's gonna happen. Like exactly or old trainers or situations like that that come back to mind that we want you to go on YouTube and check it out as well. If what we're talking about, go look at Margarito Citron. Citron was highly, you know, coming up the ranks and then boom, you know, and then you see Margarito with the loaded gloves. Because one thing real fast, we're going to end here. We'll talk about Manuel Stewart. He was training Citron. And then he dropped, they broke up after that loss. Exactly. He built, he had the first loss for Margarito. Built him up. Citron was knocking in. He was a title holder. Remember? He knocked very out, strong he fighter. He knocked out like six dudes in a row. He was he was on HBO like a world beater. Sermon Citron was a 95% knockout guy. And then he fought Margarito again. And I was like, what the what was going on? It, it didn't make any sense. Exactly. It, it didn't add up. So you know what though? I'm gonna say this. We're gonna do a best of Margarito here. Who doesn't deserve the shine i'm saying that he's what's wrong with boxing and we're going to showcase that shane fight and how print i mean not print like he's on not seeing richardson uh how he was a prince in my book yeah, man. that guy yeah. was awesome yeah, that guy was so a great trainer the fact that what he did he changed history because mark Reed was on his way to being a guy that aaron was promoting being a mexican fighter who was celebrated if you watched that fight prior how he had his homecoming and then he just came and did what he's supposed to do for Shane and Shane had the game plan and it beat the crap out of him. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one thing I said about Margarito before any of that happened, he never needed it. He never needed it. He never needed it. He, even in his loss to Williams, it was a good showing. Could have fought by better game plan. Williams is a hard guy, but he fought Williams when nobody wanted to fight Williams. Mm -hmm. So I will, I, I give him that. 
after that, he, you know, if, if we really had to revisit every fight he fought before the, the, the plaster and the loss, I, I think he was using it uh, for Centron. I think he was using it for the Daniel Santos second fight. And the reason there was a second fight is because that was a loss on Margarito's record before, uh, before he started making changes in his, you know, in the way he fight and fought better, right? He was coming up, he won a title and stuff. So uh, I think uh, there's, there's probably some fights I have to look at again and say, you know what? This guy was using it. <laughs> so people, that's the sidebar segment of this episode here. Talk about some old Kermit Citron, Emmanuel Stewart, Cotto, Margarito, all that stuff. That's what happens here when we talk boxing. And, and, and Things can really get sidetracked, but it all relates to what we're talking about here. That welterweight era, though, those five, six years, were that was gold. That was gold. One through ten, that was gold. You had guys in one through ten and guys in one through twelve, even there. You're like, okay, there's some guys coming up. This can make some noise. This is gonna be a fun division. And and that is what we're you know, when we talk about like say the the 130 the pound, the 135 pound weight. I mean, there's some fighters there that could be legendary going up to 147. So I mean, I'm looking forward to the next crop of guys that get from one the, you know, from the lightweights to the 130s, 135s up to 147 is gonna be awesome. So I look forward to the next five, six years. Yeah, so we'll bring it back in. We'll see what happens with um, Oscar. You know, it's early. We're in January here. We'll see if he actually just talking to talk or if he actually does make a fight. Let's see if he does a 2-0 fight. And then he tries to go after a Floyd. I think he needs to do a 2-0 fight because he goes straight to Floyd. I agree. No, I agree. We talked about... uh, Either if he does go straight to it, then God bless him for getting an ass whooping and making about a close to 100 million. I... I hope it's a tune-up. Uh, I don't know who we'd fight for a couple rounds that I think would be an ex- I, to me, like I said, in my regard, my criteria, an ex-fighter, a couple rounds, you know, and just and that's more for like Oscar to get ring rust off. Mm-hmm. If if he can pull that off and win that fight in exhibition form, however, then then I would be happy to see him fight Mayweather. And like I said, that in my opinion, Mayweather De La Hoya for the promotional companies on top of a ladder. Hardcore, no rest. <laughs> Jim Ross, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jerry the King Lawler. I want, I want it all. I want it oh, all. Oh Lord! I, I, I bet that no, we're gonna close it out because he's going WWE. Me next, you know, I'm gonna have my million dollar belt sitting in the front for the. Hey, hey, hey! You need that million dollar belt, and you need to get that intro for Million Dollar Man to Debiasi. Money, 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 money. Exactly. Everybody's got a price. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, people, we're gonna sign out of here. So, as always, I'm gonna put on the graphics on the screen here. You know, Barn Burner uh, app as well as the Zingo TV app, Channel 250 as well. So you can check us out there. Shout out to our Canva family, Audio, Spotify, Boxing Now Podcast. Graphics on the screen there. YouTube, like and subscribe, Boxing Now Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Put that out here right now, Jorge. What you got? Uh, live underscore Dominoes on Twitch TV Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 8 p.m. to 11 o'clock, and some run a little bit later depending on uh, the roster. Yes, and also too, you can catch me on Wednesdays live on YouTube. Jump off live is the name of the show. Jump off live Wednesdays 8 p.m. Central. But on that note, this is the end of Boxing Now. Here we'll be back next week more boxing hopefully get some more fights you know on the docket if not we'll just banter like we always do uh nice teaser guys for you uh for your fight fans out there broner february 13 yes, we'll sir. talk more about that in the next coming episodes uh it's scheduled it's on the books next episode we'll talk about that and then i guess a caleb plant and trout on the january 30th so we might even preview that before that we get to that that's right so for my man jorge i'm that dude named dave We are about to get out of here here. So 
Be safe, people. Stay safe, everybody. Can't see.